What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Wellpreneur Online Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cook. And I'm here this week to talk all about photography for your wellness business. My guest this week is Jay Nicole Smith, who is such a super talented and awesome photographer. She just did my own photos for Vintage Amanda. If you haven't seen them, definitely go check them out. VintageAmanda.com. There's a gorgeous new photo on the front page and all the different page headers are all done by Nicole. And I've got so many more. I just need to find places where to put them on my site because my photo shoot with Nicole was just awesome. But I know that when I was preparing to get my photos done, I was a bit overwhelmed by the process. How do you choose a photographer? How do I know what I need to do on the day? Is it really worth investing in professional photos? These are things that came up for me and that I I see a lot of other wellpreneurs struggling with. So I invited Nicole to come on today to really talk about photography and how to choose a photographer and how to get the best photos on your photo shoot. The other thing I love about Nicole is that she's not just a photographer. She's actually a digital marketer and a graphic designer. So she really gets online business, digital marketing, and branding and how how our photos really add up to putting our brand out in the world and building our brand for us. Because as Nicole will discuss, good photos are so much more than just a photo of the product or a headshot of you. It's really connecting emotionally with your potential clients and positioning your brand and and giving it feeling and emotion and yeah, letting people feel like they really get to know you. It adds so much more than just being a simple photo on your site. Now, as always, you'll be able to get all the links to everything we talk about, including Nicole's storyteller sessions, if you want to learn more about her, in the show notes, which are at wellpreneuronline.com slash 50. But just before we dive into this interview with Nicole, I would just love to ask you to help spread the word about podcasts in general and how amazing they are for busy wellness entrepreneurs and to spread the word about this, the Wellpreneur Online Podcast. I absolutely love getting your ratings and reviews. There's been a bunch of you tweeting me recently, which is just awesome, and sharing your favorite episode and sharing what you've learned, and also some really good Facebook posts saying how you've you've changed your business based on the stuff that you're learning in this podcast which I just absolutely love. I got a a Facebook post from an herbalist the other week and she said that just listening to one podcast, she completely changed her business model and she's feeling so much better and absolutely loves it and her clients seem really happy with it. So that's super cool. So I'd love to hear what you're experiencing from the podcast, what results you've gotten, what changes you've made, and also to have you spread the word. You can tweet me at Vintage Amanda or you can also find me on Facebook. You can just look for Wellpreneur Online and you'll find my Facebook page. So I can't wait to connect with you there. So now let's jump into this interview all about photography for your wellness business with Jay Nicole Smith. Hi, Nicole. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. 
Yeah, you bet. Happy to be here. So I have to tell everybody, I actually know Nicole in real life because we met at a networking event and it was just amazing timing because I'd just been in the process of looking for a photographer because I had basically this one really sad headshot on my website. Well, it was a good headshot, but it was just one. So it was like the same exact shot of me everywhere. And then I went to this networking event and out of the blue met Nicole and absolutely loved all of her style and and her photos. And it just felt like the right thing. And she did my photos, which were awesome. And they've made such a big difference. And that's why I wanted to have Nicole on today to really talk about how to use photography to to ramp up your professional image. So Nicole, I'm so excited you're here. Thank you. (laughs) So can you give us a little background on yourself and kind of how what your business looks like today and where you came from? Sure, absolutely. I um, started my business in Seattle in 2005. And I started as a pet photographer. Well, I still am a pet photographer as my primary business. But starting in such a small niche, especially, I did a lot of other things. I'm also a graphic designer. And so I would work with a lot of small businesses while I was building my pet photography business to do a lot of things for them, graphics and otherwise. And photography was a big part of that, doing headshots and graphics. And then I sort of expand. I started in a tiny little town and I sort of moved to the big city and started doing more and more commercial work and eventually moved to California where there was much more business and then sort of fell in love and moved to England, which was... I I know the story. My story is very similar. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We bonded over that, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And so when I came to the UK, I was completely starting over. And this was about a little over two years ago. And I did a master's in marketing when I arrived, partially for a visa and partially because working in graphics and working in photography, obviously, both of those are a huge part of marketing. And I'm very interested in sort of the strategy behind it. And so once I finished my MA and graduated, then I started a boutique in our little town where we live, Twickenham, and I'm starting to sort of rebuild my pet photography business here in the UK, as well as doing other photography things that come up because I think not only is it important as a professional to kind of keep expanding your horizons, but also it's just fun to do different things all the time. And to be honest, photographing people is a huge break from (laughs) photographing pets because they're much more difficult and it's so nice to just work with one person and be able to tell them where to stand and where to look. And And we actually pay attention and don't have to be bribed with treats. (laughs) Usually usually. Cool. Well, I love this about you because not only are you a super talented photographer, but you actually really get the marketing side and have a real design eye because like you said, you do um, graphic design and, and web design. So I think that's perfect for my audience actually, because everybody here that's listening out in the world is running online business and trying to grow their presence online. And so I'd love to talk to you today about the importance of photography, the photography of ourselves, and also just the other photography that we use on our website and kind of how we can use that to really build our personal brand. So can you kind of talk about why photography is so important? Absolutely. This is obviously being a photographer, it's it's a really important point to me, but also being a marketeer, I cannot ever overstate the value of photography. It does so many things in so many different functions. And I'll go through a couple of them that I think are important. The biggest thing, the primary reason that photography is so powerful is it allows you to connect emotionally with your audience instead of having a design of a prototype of a product and pointing out all of its features. You can have an image of the product in real life, maybe even in the background, say it's a coffee maker. It's in the background with someone's hand holding a cup of coffee. This immediately says to the person, morning, waking up, 
beautiful house, beautiful day, which is so much more powerful than this coffee maker can do this many cups and this quickly and has this much wattage. You know, it's not people don't purchase that way. So in addition to creating this emotional bond, it it puts your product, whether that's you or a physical product in context with the lifestyle that this person has, that your ideal customer is living or wants to live. And that's another big piece is desire building. Photography is really key for building desire, for creating, using this context, creating a scenario where this customer wants to be. I think like when we did your images, a lot of of doing your photos was sort of telling your story about foraging and things like that. And so we spent time foraging and going to these beautiful places where we'd all love to spend most of our time, you know, when we're feeling at one with nature and smelling the air and feeling the breeze and, you know, our senses are alive. And photography does that in a way that nothing else can, especially text. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of putting it in context, building the desire, connecting emotionally with your audience. Um, The sort of most obvious thing is the perceived value of your brand. So talking about branding a little bit, obviously brand is all encompassing. It's not just your logo. It's sort of the, the overall aesthetic sort of value of your company. And I think you've probably talked about this before when you want to build all the elements of your brand to sort of support a consistent idea or consistent message. In marketing, they might tell you that a brand is a promise you make to your consumers. And photography is a way to absolutely shape what your brand is and how it comes across to your audience. You know, sort of along with your packaging, if you have nice packaging, or your website, if it's a beautiful website, photography can go very the right way and very the wrong way. (laughs) If you have the beautiful website, beautiful packaging and horrible photos, it can be really jarring to people in the reverse. If you have great photos, it does those things I've mentioned previously with the desire, context and emotional connection. And that goes for all the photos on your website, I guess, right? I mean, it's, it's the photos of you, but it's everything. It's on your blog posts, it's your page headers, it's it's everything. Yeah, your background images. Is it a background image of linen? Or is it just some weird repeating graphic? Is it nothing? Imagery, you know, can obviously extend beyond photos to be sort of textures and things, which are at their core ph- photography, but it's just much more subtle. Mm-hmm. And kind of along the same lines, another big use of photography is to give your business credibility. And along with that, personality. So from a credibility standpoint, if you've obviously invested in nice images, and again, it can be of a particular product or of you or of the area where you live. It kind of depends on on who your audience is. It's obvious that you have invested in your brand and it makes it much more compelling that someone else should as well. It just gives you that really subtle but powerful edge of professionalism, I think. Your other choices obviously are to use stock images or to take your own. If you're a skilled photographer, by all means, take your own. It's good images that matter, not hiring a crazy expensive professional photographer is the product. Not that I'm knocking (laughs) professional photographers, obviously, but if you have the skill set, like Amanda, you have some great images on your blog. I would never in a million years suggest that you go hire someone to do those sorts of images because you can deliver the product that builds the brand properly. But my challenge was taking pictures of myself. (laughs) Which obviously... As good as the rest of your site, the content on it, the image mm-hmm. you're already producing. And you yeah, you can't just can't do it of yourself. You can't take a big um, selfie and stick it up as your professional <laughs> headshot, really, no. And if you had, you know, if you'd gone sort of the, 
iPhone route and doing a few selfies, that would sort of bring down the rest of your site because the rest of what you do is so good that it would just be, again, sort of a bit jarring for your audience. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of comes back to the personality thing. If you're not taking them yourself, then you're using stock. And stock photography, you know, as sort of we all know, is available to anyone. So they're, especially in a niche market like Wellpreneur, have a finite amount of images to choose from. And there's a good chance that someone else is using the same one you are for the same or something different. So that's when I talk about personality is that by taking your own images, there's no chance anyone else is going to have the same one. So it really allows you to differentiate yourself in the marketplace and say, right, this is who I am. This is my unique story. These are my products. It gives the brand that level of customization and personality that allows you to be set apart. Yeah. So I want to come back and talk to you about stock photography later in our conversation because I feel for people out there because a lot of people listening right now are just getting started. And if you're not making a lot of money, then you have to really be careful about what are you going to invest in for your business and where are you going to start spending money? And spending money on a website is a really common thing to make sure that you've got a really professional website. So that's a good expense in the beginning. But I would also say, and I didn't do this, and if I were starting again, I would do this, but it's investing in a professional headshot because I can't tell you how many times, like as soon as you start putting yourself out there, people start asking for your headshot for any sort of like speaking opportunity, article that you're writing, guest posting, like any, once you start getting yourself out there, they're going to want your photo. And so I think investing in professional headshots and a series of them. So you don't just have one like what I had, you know, that you're exactly the same pose, the same yeah. outfit every single time. I think that's a really good place to start. So I was wondering if we could kind of dive into that a little bit and talk about, well, you could say a few words around the professional headshot maybe and, and how that can really help your brand and fit into what you were talking about before. But also I'd like to explore like how to even choose a photographer and, and how to, because it can be quite overwhelming. Yeah. Oh, it is overwhelming. It's overwhelming for me. I hate being behind the camera, so I completely <laughs> sympathize. There's two major points I want to make. And that is starting with the fact that when you are a blogger and that is your business, you are your product, right? And nobody would go to market trying to sell this great product without having images of it. <laughs> I mean, that's on a really basic level. That's it. And that goes back to the two points I wanted to make, which were that Photography is most important for two primary reasons. And one of them sums up everything I already said, which is sales, context, desire, branding, credibility, all that stuff. The end goal is to sell something. If you run a business, you're not not for profit. That's the goal, an exchange of some kind. And when you're selling you, obviously, you need great images of you. You need to give yourself personality infuse yourself in the brand because that is the product that you're selling and better photos do that better i mean i don't think anyone's going to argue with that it's pretty obvious for all the reasons i mentioned and then the other big part of it is what you're mentioning people asking for a headshot is pr if you have better images people will use them magazines media outlets other blogs they're desperate for content. They just need so much content to keep up in the sort of 24-7 digital world we live in. So if you can give them that content, oh, hey, look, I have these great images of, you know, X, Y, and Z for this article you're running. Awesome. <laughs> you're going to get coverage and they'll probably ask you to write something to go along with it because they need the content. And the flip side of that is, like you were saying, if you're already writing for someone or they're writing about you, they want images of you to show their readers who they're talking about. Or like you said, 
you having a headshot as a standard thing as a contributor, whether it's a print magazine or a blog or anything, most people will want a headshot of you. So that is the fundamental place to start when you are sort of self-employed and running a business where you are largely the product. The important thing is just to do it and not to get completely overwhelmed by taking the step towards having someone photograph you. I think especially as women, we can be a bit funny about saying we want photos of ourselves like there's something wrong with that. I've experienced that with several of my female clients that they're just really uncomfortable with being behind the camera and awkward about hiring a photographer. And that's okay. Like, just do it. <laughs> you just have to bite. You just have to bite it off. And um, I guess I would have some tips when you are sort of looking for a photographer. The yeah, most- because I know that, I mean, even for me, because I was just doing that a few months ago, you kind of ask your friends who have they used or, and but then you see some of the photos and sometimes you're like, oh, I'm not sure if that's exactly right. I was like Googling for photographers and that's really overwhelming. So what do you recommend? Yeah. So the first thing is something you've already sort of touched on. And the most important thing is you have to love the work of this photographer. And it doesn't matter if it is photos of people or photos of buildings or photos of dogs. You have to really connect with the way this photographer sees the world because you're going to be the thing that they're seeing. And so you have to like the angles they're using and the lenses and the light. And you just have to love the work. That is the starting point. And then from there, the most, the next obvious step is you need to meet them. You need to connect with them. If you cannot connect with this person, you're never going to A, enjoy your photo shoot and B, you're probably not going to get great results because they're not going to be very real. You might get great results if you want to just stand in a studio and turn to the left and turn to the right. Any photographer can do that and anyone can pose for those photos, but that's probably not what you're looking for. Right, because that's a bit outdated, actually. I think I remember when I was growing up, we used to go to like the family photo studio and you just all pile on this like background and just smile and like that was about it. But for your business, that's not really... Well, maybe it is, but probably that's not the personality that you're trying to go to convey for your business. So we really need more like lifestyle shots where you're actually doing things. And And that's about style. Yeah, lifestyle, you know, they're broken into two categories. You've got studio, which is generally solid color, simple background and lifestyle, which is generally on location, right? With your beautiful farmer's table or at the market or, you know, there's two distinct sort of houses. And for most, if you're a wellness entrepreneur, I'd say 99% of your images should be lifestyle because that's what you're selling is this lifestyle. And there is a place for studio work. I mean, you and I did some studio stuff as well. And when you have a website, there is, it is very helpful to have images that you can easily sort of just drop onto a white background or use in a capacity that's different than an article. It's much more of a marketing sort of image. And those are okay. They're really useful to have. But again, you still want something that's got a lot more personality than just sitting and staring and smiling. So connecting with your photographer is the most critical piece to that. The third sort of point I would make is do not go budget. (laughs) I know photography can be very expensive. And I know that especially when you're starting up and you're not making much money, it can be quite a daunting cost. But my recommendation would be save and wait until you can do it properly. And this doesn't mean thousands of dollars or pounds necessarily. It just means don't use a friend of a friend who did it for free. It's sort of like hiring a wedding photographer. It's your wedding. You know, it, you need to have a good photographer more than you need to do it for 100 quid. Well, I think also like if you save and you get a good photographer and you do a proper shoot that has like a, you know, a diversity of photos, hopefully you'll be able to use those photos for several years. Exactly. And I think if you do your research, you'll find that people who charge a bit more, you often get quite a lot more in return. 
And the other thing that you might not know or understand or realize is that photographers who charge very well under market value are generally in a volume business. <laughs> if they're only charging 50 pounds for the session or $50 for the session and they're giving you all the high-res images, chances are A, they're not going to be amazing and B, you are going to be on a long list of customers waiting for shoots and waiting for images because this person needs to work a lot to survive. You're certainly not going to get a lot of their time or attention. And that's the photographer's choice of their business model. But these are the sorts of things you need to think about when you're looking at pricing for photography. Is that can, you? Can I ask you, what kind of options are there usually for photos? Like, what should we be looking for? Like, we, you said the high-res images. So I guess you want yeah. a disk of high-res images. Is there anything yeah, else? My fourth point is you want to know what you're getting when you go in. And for me, as a consumer and as an entrepreneur, the most valuable thing is I want high resolution images. These are photos that you could print, put on banners, make booklets out of more than just web images, which are low resolution, which you can only really use in email and online. And although you may have an online business, there is probably going to come a time when you'd like to print these images, or maybe you'd like to make one of them massive on the whole background of your site. You want to have options once you've invested in these images. So what I would be looking for would be a photographer who's willing to give you a certain amount of time for shooting, potentially a certain amount of locations or outfit changes. Photographers sort of frame these things in different ways. But then you also want to make sure that you're getting the way I phrase it in my pricing is all the best high resolution images. So that doesn't mean every image that comes out of the camera, because obviously some of them, probably like 25% of them or more are throwaways because you overshoot because, you know, someone's going to blink or you take three of the same one and then pick the best one. So you want to have a nice collection of images when you're done and how many images you get will kind of depend on what price bracket you're in and who the photographer is and all those sorts of things. But I would say aim to have at least 50 images that you can use of yourself. And for you, it's sort of doing things with your hands or making recipes or things that you can use throughout your site to show the sorts of things that you do. Well, <laughs> you were, because so I'm imagining like, you know, if you're a health coach, you might be in the kitchen or at the market, like buying buying fruit or making smoothie. And if you're a yoga teacher, you might be like leading a class or doing poses. And I know you just worked with a personal trainer recently and that was, was she, she was training people, right? In the photos. Yeah, she actually had real clients who were willing to come out and we did, yeah, a lot of the most standard routines that she runs through with her clients because she wanted it to be a really realistic example of this, the sorts of things that she does so that when people see the images and they see someone doing a plank or jumping off the jump rope, they know that's what they're going to get. <laughs> mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So Nicole, I'd love to move on to the actual photo shoot itself. And, you know, I know you and I talked before my photo shoot. And one thing I hadn't really expected to have to do was to put together a shot list and really think through like, what are the different photos that I want to come out of that day? And just the general types of photos. So can you kind of talk us through like what kind of things should we do before our shoot and on the day to make sure we have a good experience? Yeah, that was actually my fifth point. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> well <check done>. it. <laughs> um, it's kind of a mixed fifth and sixth point. The first one is to have a vision, to have an idea of what you want, to have either a Pinterest board or a mood board or a collection of images or something that you can actually show your photographer that, that encapsulates what you want, a look, a feel, a style, locations, clothes, whatever, so that the person that is working with you can, can actually see what you're going for. And the second part of that is the dreaded shot list that you mentioned. This is really important. And I think any professional photographer will ask you to do this or will create one for you and ask you to review it. 
This is a list of the shots that you want to take in the day to make sure that your time is most well spent. It can also include props. So if you know, right, you need a linen tablecloth and a wooden bowl and a nice table, those are things you need to discuss as well, because either one of you needs to supply these things and you want to find out if it's you or the photographer. And you don't want to just sort of rock up and have all your expectations dashed when you see you're in a studio and that's it. (laughs) So that's, you know, a communication piece that needs to happen. And most, like I said, most professional photographers will ask this of you because they want you to be happy and they cannot read your mind. (laughs) So you need to be able to communicate to them. Well, actually, and you did a really good job of this, Amanda, to say, well, I need some of these for my blog and I need some of these for these other projects. And that shaped the locations that we went to. It shaped the types of images that we shot, even as much as I need all horizontal because I'm using the most of these banners on my website rather than vertical, which is, it's kind of no good to you, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. almost all your images span the, the width of the website. So. Yeah. And this is, it was a hard thing to do. And I, I think if you're going to get a photo, a photo shoot done, definitely start thinking about that in advance. Like, because at first I said, oh, I want some shots of me making things. I want some shots outside. I want some shots inside, you know, but then I actually really, you know, a couple of days later came back and started digging in like, well, what does that mean? Where are they going to go on my site? Oh, there are going to be banners at the top. So I need to have them horizontal. And then the studio shots we did, I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll want to make some marketing images where I'm like holding my iPad and I can Photoshop something onto it, or I'm looking in a certain direction and I can put some text there. And once you really start digging into that, it kind of like exploded, but it's a real, you know, with lots and lots of ideas, but I think it's really effective to just to structure, it really structured our time on the day and also to make me think about what was I going to use these photos for? Absolutely. And it's so much better to do that in advance than to just seeing what you end up with and then using them for that, because inevitably you'll have a, a few favorites and, you know, either they don't work because they're vertical or, you know, you you wish that you could have adjusted things at the time to make them work for you better. And again, this is not the photographer's job because they are just sort of helping you create your vision. They are not going to scan your website and go through all your blogs and say, right, you need this, this and this. They will probably consult with you a little bit. I know you and I had a conversation about sort of your brand. I did go to your website and have a look at it. And I felt like I really understood the concept you were going for. We did look at a Pinterest board and I think that really helped us connect and say, right, I I got this. I totally know what you want. These are the locations. I know the perfect place where we can do the stuff with the table. And and that's how it should work is it should be a collaboration between you and the photographer. And that's what you're paying for, you know, in, in, in addition to the actual clicking of the camera and the and the editing later. But honestly, it was just a feeling. And I think for everyone out there, this is kind of one of those you just go with your gut about who feels right too. Because as soon as I met, like I talked to other photographers and they were just feeling, I felt like I kind of have to push them into my vision or hope that they'd get it right. And as soon as I met you, I was like, you just got it. I just felt like you got what I was going for. And then your other photos, you know, I don't know, it just, it kind of felt right. So go with your gut. That's my my big advice. Absolutely. And, you know, I've shot a few weddings and one of my best friends is a wedding photographer and she's the same way. She meets with her clients and it's not so different, actually. And she says, I need you to meet with at least two other photographers because you need to know that you're making a choice. You need to know that you have a connection, which sometimes you can't really tell until you meet two or three others Mm -hmm. and you're like, I have no connection with you at all wow, Amy, you're amazing. I'm having you, you know, because she's confident in the fact that the couples that are right for her will pick her because they connect and it makes for a better process all the way through, just start to finish. 
Okay, so why don't you take us through some like don'ts or common mistakes that people make with their photos? Sure. I guess there's a couple obvious ones like don't try a new hairstyle or get a facial right before your photos. <laughs> you want to be confident in the way you look. A lot of people do get professional hair and makeup. This isn't necessary. I'd say if you're feeling insecure about doing your own hair, doing your own makeup, then then maybe, you know, that's something you can invest in because more than just the way you look, you will feel much more confident probably if you feel like you've had a professional make you look your best. And that's that's a choice, but definitely don't do anything drastically different right before your photos because chances are you're going to look at them in a week's time or three months' time and just go, what was I thinking? That's not me at all. <laughs> you need to think through again about, about your final images, like we said, and kind of be realistic about your expectations. A photographer is not going to go through and change your nose or squeeze your love handles or <laughs> edit a blemish out of every photo that you see. So, you know, this is another reason to pick a really good photographer is I can't tell you how many people will say, you know, this is the class. Can you make me look skinnier? Or yeah, can you change this or that? And the reality is this should be done in the way a person shoots you rather than in post-processing. And there are, you know, we will do a bit of retouching on a few of your favorite images because we want those to be real hero shots that you feel really good about and your skin's all smooth and your lips are a bit more glossy and that is important, but be realistic about what you look like. And this is something I struggle with. And I just had my wedding photos done because it's hard to put yourself in front of a camera for an hours at a time. And there will be photos that you don't like and you just need to accept that. <laughs> and, and I think also in, in health and wellness, like I would urge everyone out there, don't Photoshop yourself. Like your clients, the reason that they're connecting with you as a wellness professional is because they're resonating with you and your story. They're not expecting you to be some perfect supermodel. I think sometimes online, there's this pressure, like you have to be the perfect person with the perfect life. And I don't think people are really expecting that. Actually, I think people really appreciate it when you are how you are. So yeah. I think definitely, you know, maybe get your hair and makeup done, make sure you look like as good as you possibly can, but don't feel like you need to Photoshop yourself into airbrushed perfection. Yeah. And that, that it's such an important point that you've made. And it's our own vanity that gets in the way. It's not, other people are always much more flattering to us than we are to ourselves. That's a fact. But that's, again, sort of choosing a photographer that you trust to make you look your best as well, that someone's not going to lay on the ground and shoot up at you if you're worried about your weight or is going to listen to you when you say, actually, I really don't like this side of my face. If you could just shoot me from the other side, that'd be great. And I realize that, you know, these aren't ideals. Obviously, we'd all like to be comfortable and traipsing around in a bikini and looking beautiful in photos, but we do have insecurities and it's important to communicate those to your photographer so that you can get the images you want. But the do not here is is do not expect every photo to be massively edited. And at the point you've made is that's not that's not the point. <laughs> but it is a common sort of request. So that's why I pointed out. Another sort of one along these lines is don't rely a hundred percent on your photographer to make your vision happen. And when I say this I don't mean I mean the photographer will do their job, but do not sort of lay yourself at the feet of your photographer and say, I'm all yours. Because there's a couple of things that will happen here. One is you're very likely to be disappointed because the photographer, again, can't read your mind and is a different person to you and is not living and breathing your business every day. So this sort of goes back to the shot list, having the shot list and the prop list. Those things help create this. Another sort of common thing is when you start talking about locations or props or outfits for us to sort of say, well, I don't know, because we're a little bit afraid of being judged or that our ideas aren't good or a bit afraid of acting silly on the day. And 
my advice to you is just go with it. Like you're a model for a day, live it up, enjoy it. Amanda, you were really good at this. You had so much fun and I didn't feel like you were inhibited at all. And you just, you went with it, you know, you ate it up and it was so good. And I think your photos really reflect that. You're happy, you're relaxed, you're smiling. And But let me just, can I just say for a second, because I can totally, so I'm actually pretty comfortable in front of the camera, probably because I used to dance in front of the video camera, like (laughs) nonstop as a little kid. But actually, some stuff came up for me too on the day, like, or even before the shoot. And I'll, I'll share this. I haven't told Nicole this, but just so everyone can kind of relate, like, even when I was telling people I was getting my photos done in advance, I definitely felt like some people were thinking, why are you wasting money on that? Or like, you know, well, who do you think you are that you need a whole photo shoot? And maybe this is just me reflecting my own internal insecurities, but I definitely picked up a little bit of that. And then on the day, and luckily, like you and I are really comfortable together and I feel like I communicated everything, but there were certain times where I'd be thinking, oh, maybe I'll do this shot. And then I think, should I really do that? Like, am I trying to like show off or look like I'm too something, something? I don't know. Like this stuff would come up and then I just squelch it and be like, whatever, let's just do it. I don't have to use the photo. And so I think, and I'm really comfortable in front of the camera. So I think for people that aren't so comfortable in front of the camera, like a lot of that is going to come up and you just need to be like, you know what? I'm the business owner. This is my business. Like, this is what I need. And you just go girl, like go put yourself out there and be a model. Like you said, you just have to squelch those little voices. (laughs) Exactly. And I think a lot of people are sort of waiting for the photographer to direct them every second of, of every day. And to be honest, we can do that. But what makes really good images is when you're just out there doing your thing, because that is a it's more fun for us, because then we are doing what we're meant to do, which is capturing rather than creating. At least that's sort of my philosophy is that we're there to just sort of capture what's already happening, not to to manifest something that doesn't exist. And you'll have so much more fun if, like you said, you can just squelch those voices, say, whatever, it's just me and this one other person, and I'm going to go crazy. And if I don't like the photo, I don't like the photo. I don't have to use it. But yeah, trying to really get out of your shell and using your own personality to fuel the photo shoot rather than asking the photographer to treat you like a fashion model is is the way to go because you know, photographers will do a bit of directing and a good photographer will say, actually, can you just turn a little bit to the left and put your foot down? And, and we did some of that because I knew when I was looking through the lens that this was going to make you look better or that I wanted you to be taller or shorter or I was manipulating you within the environment. That's my job. Your job is to have a personality and to exude something that I want to capture mm-hmm. and something that I know that you can then use on your website to say, this is who I am and isn't this great? And nature is so wonderful, or, you know, whatever the message is. <laughs> and lots of smiling. I think that's what I heard from you the most that day. Like, smile, we're so happy. <laughs> yeah, and it's not all the time. Sometimes you're looking away and sometimes it's... <laughs> and, but, you know, usually we kind of push the silliness factor because that's when you get natural smiles. And that's when you end up sort of looking to the side wistfully with a smile on your face. That, you can't really pose that. So it has to happen in the in-between moments. And if there are no in-between moments, it's a really hard thing to, to catch. Because I have to say, like, on the day I felt like, like, oh my gosh, is everything just going to be me stupidly smiling, like hugely big? <laughs> but actually, actually, you're exactly right, which is, I guess, why you did that, like you said, because you got lots that were not the stupid huge smile. It was like right after that or the in-between moments. Whereas the ones where I'm just really serious, actually, for some reason, once they're on screen, come across as a little bit unfriendly, in, with my face at least. And so I found that I'm using a lot of the smiley ones a lot more than the serious ones, which I didn't expect, actually. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because you don't want to feel like a grinning fool. But at the same time, there is something about seeing a smiling face, which makes you smile. And obviously, that's what you're trying to do for people. Yeah, yeah. so much more inviting. 
for your website. Yeah. Well, Nicole, we really need to wrap things up because we've just been gabbing and I feel like I could talk for another hour about photos actually because it's so much fun. Um, <laughs> but are there a few, is there anything else you want to share in terms just about, I don't know, photos, marketing, tips for people listening? Yeah, sure. I guess the last sort of point I'd want to make is that from a marketing standpoint, I think photography is a huge part of the revolution that's happening in marketing now. If you look at sort of newsletters now versus newsletters five years ago, you've moved to a format of massive images, little bit of text, massive image, little bit of text. And it's the same thing with these with websites and things that are responsive now is you have much larger images and and graphics as well, icons instead of words. And I'd say go with that. That is the direction you want to go with because, and I say this to every client all the time, even if I've been working with them for two years when I'm doing marketing stuff for them, is people want to write and write and talk and talk and talk. But say it with a photo or use three icons with a sentence or a statement to go with them because people will interpret that so much faster. And like I said earlier, it'll have the emotional impact that you're looking for so that, you know, they can spend 30 seconds on your website and say, yes, yes, I have to hire this person. I want to work with this person. I'm going to bookmark this blog or whatever. That That's the goal. Awesome. So where can people find you if they want to learn more about you or get in touch for a photo shoot? Yeah, my business is called Dane and Dane. So you can Google that or you can go to londonpetphotography.com. And there's a little drop down on there for storyteller sessions. I think you'll probably include it on the show notes as well, right? Yeah. Um, which has um, some of your images on there and and some others that sort of discusses this kind of what I call a storyteller session, which is telling your story through sort of a half day of photography. Awesome. Thanks so much, Nicole. It's been just great talking to you. You too. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I absolutely loved talking to Nicole and I was even taking notes and jotting down different points during our interview because she gave so many good tips about getting your your photos done for your business. I really hope that you'll consider getting professional photos done for your own wellness business and hopefully some of those tips will come in really handy. Now, Nicole mentioned her storyteller sessions and if you'd like to get more information on those, I have a link from the show notes, which is at wellpreneuronline.com slash 50. So you can go there to find out more about Nicole's storyteller sessions. And as always, I'd love to hear what you've taken away from this episode and what changes you are going to make in your wellness business. So just tweet me at Vintage Amanda or leave a note on the Wellpreneur online Facebook page and I'd love to hear from you there. So I'm wishing you tons of success in your wellness business this week and I'll see you back here next Monday for the next episode. Music.